Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. This is a podcast about Taylor Swift. Each episode, I go through a different song from Taylor's discography. I started with her debut album and will be going until, well, who knows at this point. For each song, I delve into the history behind the music, break down the lyrics, and talk about what the song means to me. Every so often, I invite a fellow Swifty to have these discussions with. Each episode finishes with the segments Taylor's Trends and this week's version of Taylor. Jump, fall, and become even more enchanted with Taylor alongside me. Are you ready for it? Welcome to a Swifty Snapshot Podcast. Hi, I'm Silver. Today's episode is not only episode seven of season three and the Speak Now era, song number seven, The Story of Us, but also we have a guest. It's been a minute since I had a guest on this podcast. Full disclosure, I did record a draft of season three, episode one, mine, with a guest, but I had technological problems then. And therefore, I went on to release the episode as a solo recording. However, Today, that is not the case. Today's guest, I have known since I was an early teenager, perhaps even younger. My family were friends with her grandparents. And in the summertime, we would go to their house and use their outdoor swimming pool. At one point, I taught her swimming lessons in said pool. (laughs) And our lives have been intertwined off and on since. She has gone on to marry a wonderful partner and have three darling children. While it's been a while since we have connected in real life, our mutual love of Taylor Swift has always been a source of bonding. Please welcome Bella. Hi. Hello. (laughs) You are here. I think I have asked you to be on this podcast almost a year ago. (laughs) True, yeah. But we were... Yeah, in the midst of family things and night times were so different. I was like, I don't think I can make it work in our tiny house. But now we've moved and I have a fancy walk-in closet. So, (laughs) (laughs) Full disclosure, Bella is sitting in a closet for (laughs) prime audio quality. (laughs) For Taylor Swift. (laughs) For Taylor, for Taylor. The things we do. Lots of things. (laughs) So I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions kind of about you and Taylor and how that is all connected. So how long would you consider yourself to be a Swifty for? So I can still vividly remember laying on my floor when I was like 15 and listening to Teardrops on my guitar for the first time that it played in Vancouver. They said, we have this hot new song. Everyone's playing it in the States. Like, so tell us what you think. And it like it I just remember like being like this song is me (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I guess you could say I've been there the whole time I think you could definitely say that if you were there (laughs) since teardrops you've been there the whole time yeah what's your uh, favorite album slash era of Taylor's I knew this question was coming and (laughs) I still I still can't I still can't answer because like if you go by like what songs do I know the best or play the best or do we go by like just the whole vibe or like especially because for me Taylor Swift is like what point in my life is I going through things and then the song somehow but like that's all of them but I think my husband and I talked about this for a long time I think we've settled that Red is Mm. my favorite 
just because that was my season of falling in love. So it really cemented me for that. But okay. I could tell you like a reason why every other album is my favorite. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I guess Red would, yeah, would probably be my answer. Those there's so many other songs that I feel like I have to like love. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and I understand that. But my question to jump off of that then is when you heard that Red Taylor's version was being re released, mm -hmm. what did that mean for you looking back on your original Red Era and Taylor's original Red Era? Did it have any significance to you or yeah, what are your thoughts about it all? The hard thing about me, like with Taylor Swift's like recent stuff is that like, I'm in the throes of motherhood and like my music experience is so different from when I was in like college and, and mm -hmm. as a young teen, like, which is when, you know, I listened to, you know, this album speak now when I was in end of high school, like yeah. just so such perfect timing. So these re-records have been like, I just feel like I haven't been able to enjoy them quite as much, but one of my very favorite songs was all too well. So mm -hmm. I basically died. <laughs> <laughs> as did we all. As did yeah. we all. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I still have to listen more to all the new stuff before I can have okay. the same meaning to me as read and speaking. Like, I don't know. It was just, I had time <laughs> when yes. I was younger to really listen to the music. Yeah. Have you listened to the new album? Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite song from Midnight's? I feel like I love all the songs everyone else is like, meh, like, which is crazy. Okay. But my absolute love favorite controversial <laughs> is uh, Bigger Than the Whole Sky, which I do know a fair amount of people love. But like, yeah. you know, having lost my dad in 2018, like, oh, that like it kills me. Yeah, <laughs> she there's so many similarities in our lives. Like, you know, mm -hmm. my dad passed away from cancer. So I just felt like she understands grief in a way like and just maybe we'd be friends in real life <laughs> well that's the beauty of taylor is every person that likes her music connects with her mm -hmm. in what feels like a very deep intimate level and that's her beauty as an artist is yeah. she is able to express this vulnerability in such a wide <laughs> all-encompassing way yeah and i love that you chose that song that is a beautiful mm -hmm. very very deep song yeah have you ever seen her live i did actually i got to go to the reputation <laughs> tour um <laughs> which i think was the best one to go to because mm -hmm. she was not as cool then and yeah so the people there were like real swifties and mm -hmm. it was such a great i love that album too it does not get enough love no in fact it sometimes gets hate which yeah. i don't understand <laughs> it just there's so many songs on there too when i hear it it's like it brings me right back to times like in my life too like ugh. and the reputation tour itself blew me away like i think you saw it as well i did yeah, yeah i i don't really like watching recordings of concerts because it just doesn't feel the same but like man no. the videos i took there i'm like oh i'm right there again <laughs> I know. I, I think I remember seeing you take pictures and mm -hmm. post them on socials. Because I was in Toronto. Yes, yes, yeah. And that's the only place she toured in Canada for reputation. Really? Was Toronto, yeah. Because oh. it was a stadium tour and it's 
right? That's it. That's all we got. Wow. Yeah. I, I <laughs> was lucky my uncle paid for me and my younger cousin <sighs> to go. It was such a treat. So yeah, yeah, we had a really good time. Such a good tour. Such a good tour. All right. If you can, and if she announced Canadian dates, will you try to see her errors tour? I mean, on the one hand, I would love to see Taylor Swift in concert. On the other hand, the amount of people and like all the hype and the craziness, I don't know if it would yeah. have the same feeling as reputation. Like, yeah, I don't know that that whole like insane fan amount kind of takes away for me like that experience. Mm-hmm. But if I got the opportunity, of course, I'd be there. Yeah. So maybe I'm just telling that to myself so I don't feel bad when I can't go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, fair enough. And we'll see. Who knows what she's going to announce in terms of international dates. We just have no idea how that'll all unravel. And we'll talk more about the tour and the fiasco that was this past week at the end on this week's version of Taylor. But for my last question, which re-record do you think is coming next? Ooh, I'm not like very good at keeping up with all the behind like you're my main source for information for that kind of <laughs> happy stuff. to be a source <laughs> but um i i've watched a few video thingies <laughs> of mm-hmm. people explaining like easter eggs yeah that it would be speak now yeah because of all the purple things and yeah mm-hmm. that makes sense to me but then maybe That's she's gonna do <laughs> the exact opposite just to throw us all off i know right but then why the Easter eggs? Did you see the Bejeweled music video? Yeah. So like good. that one was all chock full of Easter eggs for mm-hmm. it leading to be speak now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like the whole bracelet <laughs> thing and all the elevator buttons. Bracelet, like, the elevator. Yeah. yeah. At one point, I guess she had like little pins in her hair and it literally had like S and N on oh. it. Like Damn. a verbrace shot. So yeah. it's just like there's so many yeah but an argument can be made for any of them i would be so <laughs> excited like even more excited for that re-record than red i think be- mm-hmm. just because this album to me was like because i was a young teenager this was at like the height of my taylor swift love because i was just obsessed because that's what yeah. you do when you're a teen so yeah these songs like i play them and i can like instantly like say every word and like i know what song's gonna come next even if i don't hear it like because yeah. I played it so much, like my family totally. got very tired of this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good album. So good. Such a good album. <laughs> okay, well, should we start talking about the song? I think so. Okay. So I'm going to give a little bit of history behind the story of us. It was written by Taylor Swift. Most of the songs on this album are written solely by her herself. So good. So good. Produced by Taylor and Nathan Chapman. And then there was a preview clip released on October 22nd, 2010. Then released on the album on October 25th, 2010. And then it was the fourth single on the album, which was released on April 19th, 2011. Taylor wrote the story of us after an awkward encounter with her ex, John Mayer, at the 2010 CMT Music Awards, where both of them tried to ignore each other's presence. Did you know that about the history of this song? I did, actually. I You did, hey? I didn't until I did my research. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I remember there was a magazine, I think, that had like a, a headline about it or something like, yeah, John Mayer and like, like Taylor Swift is his next <laughs> victim. <laughs> right, right. Okay, cool. Okay. I knew like Dear John and like uh, th- that one, but I didn't know this one was also about okay. him. So there you go. <laughs> She said, the story of us is a song that I wrote about an awkward situation where, let me just preface by saying that I have happened to run into exes in strange places lately. This is about one of those situations where the strange place that I ran into him was an awards show. I was seated a couple of seats away from him and there was so much that needed to be said and neither one of us was willing to say it. We were both acting like we were engaged in conversations with people that we don't even know. It was just miserable. I was telling my mom about it later, and I said I felt like I was standing alone in a crowded room. And then I was like, gotta go, bye. And my mom is used to that at this point, so that's what this song is about. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine, like, 20-year-old Taylor coming home from this award show, still all decked out and being like... (laughs) John was two seats away from me and we didn't know what to say. And then all of a sudden, just this like light bulb going off and her being like, I gotta go. And then having to go right at him. Give me a notebook. (laughs) (laughs) So, but like, I say this a little bit later in the lyric breakdown, but like, quite a relatable situation about Mm. like that awkward moment of like running into an ex in a situation like that. Oof. Yeah. That's all you can concentrate on. You can't even concentrate on anything else. Yeah. There was a limited edition CD single, which was released exclusively through Taylor's online store. And then it was later included in another package that was also exclusive to the store. This package included the Target exclusive deluxe edition of Speak Now, a free pair of headphones, and one of the three singles for either Sparks Fly the story of us or mean there was also a music video with this and i so i obviously watched it in preparation mm-hmm. for today i don't remember watching it like i'm sure i must i was have. gonna say the same thing i was like have i seen this i'm not sure if right? i've seen this <laughs> yeah like did i just miss it in like the hype of speak now and the dear john and the the mine and, and like all of that but i yeah, I can't remember if I saw it. Like, I must have. Yeah. I just don't remember. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't like I didn't do MTV. So maybe. Yeah. Like, and then that was back when YouTube still wasn't like super huge. Like. Right. Well, I mean, I guess it was. But yeah, I just I don't know. How did I not I don't see know. a Taylor Swift video? But yeah, <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> it was really cute. Actually, probably like one of my favorites so far. Yeah. And- and she directed it, right? Or something? Or had No, dire- directed by Noble Jones. But by this time in her um, making music videos career, mm-hmm. she was always very heavily involved right. and, like, started, this like, is, her input. earlier eras. More not input. so much. Way more input. Right. And either co-director or whatever. I see. Mm-hmm. So it was filmed in Nashville at the Vanderbilt University prior to the release the Universal Music Group released a promotional music video which featured just the European leg of the Speak Now World Tour. And then it premiered on 
May 24th, 2011, and her co-star was, I had never heard of this person before or seen him in anything, but it was Caleb W. Campbell. Not familiar with him either. <laughs> no, I looked on his IMDb and there was like one other credit and I have no idea who this <laughs> person peaked. was. Sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> 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 in 2010 in the story of us music video <laughs> i mean that's that's not a bad peak <laughs> no like if you're gonna peak you peak in a taylor yeah. swift music video <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> sorry caleb if you're listening yeah. i mean you did a great job <laughs> yeah like feel free to come on the podcast and tell us all about it <laughs> oh like, I literally could not find a lot of information on this poor actor. Huh. Okay. Uh, we only got a handful of live performances of The Story of Us. It was performed on November 25th, 2010 in an NBC Speak Now Thanksgiving special. On April 5th, 2011 on BBC Radio 1's Live Lounge as an acoustic version. Hmm. Yeah. On May 2011 on The Ellen DeGeneres Show. It was performed at all venues of the Speak Now World Tour. And then not again until September 8th, 2018 at the Reputation Stadium Tour as a surprise song in Kansas City. Oh. Do you remember what your surprise song was for? <sighs> I do not. Your... I should have looked that up. That would have been good information to have. I just thought of the question now. Yeah. There's a lot of her discography that she hasn't done for years, and then she would randomly do them on Reputation, but like she didn't do them in 1989 or Red or whatever. So I wonder if I can Google it quickly. Oh, yeah, we had um, it was Brian Adams was there, and that oh, was yeah. so cool. And they did Summer of 69. Yeah. Yes. I totally forgot oh. about that. Yeah. And they sounded really good together. Okay, so you would have gone on August 4th, 2018. Mm -hmm. So it was either Out of the Woods or Come Back, oh, Be Here. I think it was Come Back, Be Here, one? which was... Come Back, Be Here. Holy moly, it was good. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. I love that song. That's I awesome. I can hear it in my mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the August 4th one. Okay, all right. Yeah. Look at that. Look at the internet. Look at it go. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> Mine was fearless i think oh, i'm pretty sure i've looked this up before i couldn't remember off the top of my head all right you did the new york one didn't you i did new york yeah and it rained yeah <laughs> fearless for the first show and enchanted for the second show i remember that now that's oh, right, awesome right. okie dokie the story of us is certified platinum in the united states and the hidden message is cmt awards <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I first started this podcast, I totally forgot that Taylor does hidden messages. And it's been a real fun treat every week going back <laughs> through them and being like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> I just so forgot that was a creative. thing she did. <laughs> I know. All right. Let's get into the lyric breakdown. Before we do, I wanted you to talk about your craft project, which I was absolutely <laughs> freaking out over. I'll definitely have to post a picture of it on social media. I did get your email of it. Yeah. So, yeah. So tell us. I was listening to the song just to like, you know, get the vibes and figure out what I was going to say. And I was like doodling notes and I was like, you know what? This is, this is fun, but I want to do something even more fun. So I just like, 
got together some images and made a little zine, um, which I've been doing for other like side projects. So I guess I have them on my mind. But yeah, so I just like went on Pinterest and printed some off. And I don't know, it was actually quite a really fun experience. I Maybe I should do more of them. But I just it's I, so cool. I like <laughs> I like interacting with the things I enjoy. Yeah. And like making them a memory. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I've seen people do that, and it's considered a form of journaling, actually, Yeah, where they'll take, like, a song or a show that they've seen, and then they'll represent it in, like, scrapbook form almost, mm-hmm. and that's a, it's a form of documentation and, totally. and expressing memories, and yeah, it's so beautiful. I, I love do, it. <laughs> I do a lot of that. Actually, one of my f- favorite things that I did when I was a teen is um, I wrote all the lyrics for all my, all the Taylor Swift songs, like in my journals. And then I like ah. annotated them and was like, this is how it relates to like this crush or yeah. this is what I, like, I have like, t- like maybe two or three journals where like, that's mostly what's in the journal. Like, ah. yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I've always wanted to write out all of her lyrics. And mm-hmm. uh, since I have a couple of like notebooks that like of just different things, like I have the all too well notebook mm-hmm. that, but it's just a blank notebook. And I was right. like, wouldn't it be cool? I want to wait though, until she's done her re-recording so that I can have it in. Like, oh, good order. idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if I used like the all too well notebook and wrote out all her songs, just, you know, yeah. freehand it. Oh, that would be so cool. So I want to someday. Yeah. It's a great way to actually like to really digest the lyrics. And that's totally. probably why I have such a deep connection to the older albums is because I really like spent time with them, I guess. Like yeah. I didn't just listen to the music. I was writing out the lyrics and, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and there's something to be said about, uh, handwriting versus even just typing totally the the muscle memory of it all like Mm -hmm. it it connects it to you like and it's more effort (laughs) the story of us yes (laughs) (laughs) so introduction we start with an upbeat drum line which is then joined by an electric guitar melody the intro has it's such a sense of urgency and tension to me Mm. This is probably, like, up there in, like, I don't know. I just like this introduction. I agree. For Taylor's songs. It's just, like, there's no easing you into it. Yeah. You can tell, like, her brain. Like, you can tell she wrote this yeah. immediately after she came home from the CMT Awards. Yes. She's just like, ah! yeah, She's like, and here's the T, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to actually hear the yeah. wheels turning in my head? Piping this hot. is what it sounds like. <laughs> And then for the music video, the scenes, they start with flashes of the outside of a old university building, then flashing to a library bookshelf. The camera pans along this bookshelf of rather old looking books, and then it lands on the spine of a book titled The Story of Us. The book slides out of the shelf towards the camera. Then we get a shot of Taylor. The intro is like chocked full of tons of shots. We get a shot of Taylor sitting at a table full of books. She's kind of slumped over them with her head resting on her arm. Then we get another shot of a university office, kind of looks like a dean's office or something like that, where her band is all dressed in uniforms and they're all playing their respective instruments while like perched about this office. And then we get a flash of Taylor standing against it's like a paneled wall at the end of a library row. 
She's wearing a white button-up shirt, black skirt, and a yellow tie. It kind of looks like a Hufflepuff tie. <laughs> I kept thinking of that. <laughs> Did you think that too? It's like okay. a little Harry Potter vibes here. <laughs> right? It felt so, like, I'm like, is this just her in the Hogwarts library? Like, is she a Hufflepuff? Ooh. We, we had this conversation last week because we all decided that um, Taylor is definitely a Slytherin. But maybe Ooh. this was her Hufflepuff era. <laughs> She just has Do to you like, agree try all the hats on. Oh, I mean, yeah. I totally see where you're going with the Slytherin. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, she could also be a Gryffindor. And she could oh. be a Ravenclaw because of her intelligence. Like, she could literally be them all. Yeah. <laughs> but Slytherin, like, fits with, with, the, with fit. the theme. <laughs> I know. It really does. It's the snake thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, yellow tie. Her hair is in a messy ponytail. And then we get a literal title card in the music video that says chapter one. And that's all in the introduction. <laughs> she hasn't even started singing yet. There's a lot going on there. It's, it's a lot. <laughs> You're like, whoa. <laughs> okay. It does have a very different feel, this music video, than to any of her prior ones. Mm. Like, she just feels, I don't know if it's like the college vibe that it's giving off, but I'm like, oh, this is Adult Taylor now. Like, True. Even the mind music video where she was like married and had kids and all that, like even that felt younger, maybe because it was like supposed to be all in her head. I don't right. know. There's something less like fantastical about this whole music video too. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. Like it's less like a kid's playing dress up and more like, here's a story that happened. <laughs> yeah. it's it, And it's also like got that like dark, um, I don't know how to pronounce this word properly, but it's like the... Uh, I see it written all the time. So mm. this is the problem of being a reader, but like the academy, academia, academia vibe. It's like a dark academia. Academia. I got you. <laughs> uh, may or may not cut that out, but also that's good content. <laughs> Did it for the content. Did it for the content. Did it for the views. <laughs> How do you say it? Academia. <laughs> Academia. Yeah. <laughs> it's got that vibe to it, is what I'm trying to say. True. Actually, I'm surprised that the, uh, you know how there's like the whole college core peoples and mm-hmm. like how the dark academia people not gotten all over this music video? Because nobody watched it. <laughs> nobody knew it existed. I mean, if we're here talking about Tay Swift in our walk-in closet, it's like, yeah. <laughs> We we're like, did we it? see this? Yeah, I don't know. That's true. That's a good point. All right, let's start a okay. um, popularize story yeah. of us. Yeah, we're bringing <laughs> it back. You know what? It'll probably get popular once the um, Taylor's version comes back out. True. Well, I mean, it'll, it's it'll a fantastic song. Like, it's a fantastic song. And the, yeah. the beat, I, I love this song. It's underrated, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Verse one. I used to think one day we'd tell the story of us. Literally, she starts with like literary core, like you used cottage core. But like, I think this is such literary mm-hmm. core language here. And like, as both readers, I feel mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it speaks to me. And I feel like that feeling might be mutual. <laughs> yes, it is a very good hook. <laughs> it's such a good hook. Yeah. And and like I said, even with the introduction music and then this first line of the first verse, you know what you're in for. Yeah. And she is very good at that. It's true. She gets you right away. 
In the music video, Taylor is singing at the end of that library row in her Hufflepuff uniform. <laughs> <laughs> then the entire music video, it, it just alternates between the this setting, the band in the office, and then Taylor sitting at that pile of books. And then there's alternative storylines that we'll talk about later, but goes back and forth between those three quite frequently. How we met and the sparks flew instantly. So we get a Sparks Fly shout out. Yes. Whoop, whoop, track number two. <laughs> and then we get our first shot of, I called him Caleb because of, why not use his real name? Yeah. <laughs> so we get our first shot of Caleb and he gives very college prep vibes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Like, yeah. I mean, I like I, from looks alone, I would definitely, you're my type, but um, <laughs> he's, he's also wearing yellow. Maybe he's also a Hufflepuff. Oh, I see now. <laughs> he's wearing a yellow pattern button-up shirt with a dark brown cardigan and glasses. <laughs> I think it's the glasses. Keeping it in-house. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she's a Slytherin and then... <gasps> and then we have but some questions. It, but, but no, because the, remember there's like that whole theory of like a Slytherin and their Huffle buddy. <gasps> have you heard this theory? Yes, I have. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Now it makes even more sense. <laughs> <laughs> So Caleb is standing in the same row that Taylor has been singing in, and he is writing in a notebook. Taylor comes up behind him, covers his eyes. He grabs her hand, swings around, and is smiling to see her. <laughs> Very cute. Mm -hmm. And people would say they're the lucky ones. So we get a, a futuristic lucky one <gasps> shout out oh, here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I really wonder, like, how many of her songs did she have all together, like... Did she add some things in afterwards? Like, because there's so many, so many threads, you know? There's so many threads. And I, I talk about her weaving these different themes and choice of words between all these different songs and eras and how they all connect. But like, I truly just want to reiterate this level of brilliance. Like, yeah, did she know at this moment singing the lucky ones mm -hmm. like and sparks blue, in the like, future like yeah. <laughs> she would write a whole song about this like she literally said one phrase mm. like almost a throwaway line in this first verse you know we haven't even got to the meat of the song yet yeah. and then in an, in her next album she creates a whole song about it like yeah uh, <laughs> blows my mind <laughs> and it happens like this isn't the only time this has ever happened this happens on it's the true. regular it's true mm. Her on the reg, as the kids story, say. Her storytelling skills are kapow. 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 <laughs> as the kids don't say. <laughs> Not to age myself, but... <laughs> oh, dear. Join us for this three-hour special. <laughs> we're only at 35 minutes of recording. We're okay. Bad. We're good. Yeah, but we're not even through the first part. Yeah, we haven't even got to the pre-course yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Taylor, Taylor is leaning up against the bookshelves in this row. Caleb is standing facing her with his arm leaning against the shelf. She takes off his glasses, puts them on herself, and they are standing forehead to forehead, and he plays with a lock of her hair. We don't see much of them being actually romantic together. Like, this is mm. it. This is kind of all we see. And then the rest of it is just, like, this tension. Right. I used to know my place was the spot next to you. 
Now we are shown different students in a study hall in this library. They're all working on their assignments. We see them frequently throughout the music video. And then Taylor is walking through these tables and students. She's looking for a place to sit. She's wearing a dark brown sweater, a gray skirt, maroon tights. Hey, oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and her hair is in a side braid. Mm. I was just thinking, what you know how she has her cardigan? Do you think mm-hmm. she'll like bring out like another kind of sweater? I wonder, because she did for red, mm-hmm. but not for fearless or oh. evermore. I don't huh. know. Like for midnights, are you thinking, or are you just thinking in general for, for the speak now? Like because you know this oh, whole like now. this cute little like um, yeah outfit she's got on. Like I don't know. I know. I wonder what the vibe will be. How does yeah. she pick what outfits she recreates for people to? I know to buy. Yeah, I'm. I'm curious too. And then when she does, because <clears throat> this was the uh, what we are assuming is the behind the scenes footage that was released on her YouTube mm-hmm. of the upcoming tour. She was in the iconic purple dress from the speak now tour doing right. like sound check or whatever, and she, but she was in mm-hmm. the dress. So I'm like, so what, what, yeah. Like what you said, what moments is she going to recreate for the tour? And then for the re-release now I'm searching the room for an empty seat. Now this to me, this carried weight way into the future to the yet to be written lover lyric uh, at the end of the bridge of lover mm-hmm. at every table i'll save you a seat lover oh. right taylor he <laughs> goes from searching the room for an empty seat to then being so secure in this healthy relationship that she's the one saving the seat for her partner oh, i love it no like Many, many years down the road. <laughs> Nine years down the road. <laughs> wow. Because lately, I don't even know what page you're on. Next is the pre-chorus, the first pre-chorus. Oh, a simple complication, miscommunications lead to fallout. Now, this reminds me of a recent reference in Question from Midnight's, track number seven, Question, Mm. the Situation, Circumstances, Miscommunications lyric in the verse. I know. I was like, ooh, I see what you're doing here, Taylor. Like, there's a lot of references. Like, it's just chocked full of other songs in her discography. She better write a book one day. (laughs) Yeah, right? A tell-all. A tell-all. I don't, do you think she would? Probably not. I don't think the mystery is part of the magic. I guess the mystery is part of the magic. As mad as it makes me to say that, (laughs) yeah. It also makes it easier for you to put yourself in the song to like have some of the things unknown and yeah, the questions unanswered. Mm -hmm. Yeah, open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So many things that I wish you knew. Here's another one. This is. Like, I wish you would chorus all over it from 1989. Yes. Like, literally almost every line we have gone through so far has another reference to a different song. Hmm. I mean, I I know when people, like, write poetry or music or books, like, oftentimes you can write, like, a little scene and then kind of, like, develop it. I wonder if she, in her process, like, kind of leaves things open-ended and then comes back to them and then ends up changing Mm. them. And that's why they have all this, like, continuity between 
them. Mm-hmm. It's like this was written then, but fully developed and fleshed out in a whole different album. Like I really would be so fascinated to hear how she come like travels yeah. through her music because even like when, back in back in my teen days, <laughs> I used to write quite a bit of poetry as well. And yeah. I remember being like, oh, I love this line. And just like leave that line in my notebook for like months and then be like re-inspired. Mm-hmm. So if me, a simple non-songwriter, <laughs> you know, has that same practice, like maybe she had this whole song written, but she has versions of it. And then right. yeah, they, they became other songs. Right. I love that. I I think you're totally right. Like it, it, this can't be accidental or coincidental. Like this mm-hmm. has got to be intentional. And like maybe it didn't start out intentional, but in right. terms of like the full processing as you say, yeah. That has to be intentional. Yeah. Like I'm going to return to this moment or this feeling mm-hmm. or this lyric. Yeah. And I know Absolutely. she's a diary writer. <laughs> totally. You have to be to produce this brilliance. Yeah. <laughs> So many walls up, I can't break through. I also really like the mm, melody, the music, the literal music of the pre-chorus. Even as you're reading this, I can hear the music in my mind. I know. (laughs) But like I said it in the intro, like it just has such a sense of urgency. Like you can tell Taylor is quite frantic right now. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a lot. She's not maybe frantic is not the right word. Reactionary is more what I think I'm trying to go for here. Like she just had this horrible experience Mm -hmm. and now she's just like, this is how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. I think one of the things I really love too, especially like this next section we're coming up to when she sings it, like even in this recording, like her, she has so much heart into it mm-hmm. and it, it just like the way that she sings it, it there is such yearning and depth like and mm-hmm. like powerful feelings mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it makes this these are the things that make me mad when taylor when people view taylor as shallow or mm-hmm. that she's mm-hmm. very like people sometimes have this image that she's one note and only writes songs about boys or hating boys right. or blah, blah blah and like yes this song is about a boy but like people don't talk in this language to express their frustrations about yeah. a boy like people people don't use a simple complication miscommunications lead to yeah. fallout like that's not just being like i wish he saw me at the yeah. award show like <laughs> it, like yeah. are you didn't kidding notice me? my eyelashes hey didn't notice <laughs> me like it, this is this is eons above that. So yeah. like sit down and take notice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I wrote in my little my own little notes here, like I related so much to these lyrics as a teen. And mm-hmm. it felt like we like it, it felt like somebody understood my own level of like heartbreak when I felt and when I went through like a sort of like my crush who was like he was sort of into me and then all of a sudden he was super not and it was just this like uh like how did it change and why and like yeah like it was so sudden and like oh this song like it struck me in the heart and it was just so nice to know that i wasn't the only person mm-hmm. feeling she confused. gives validity <laughs> yeah yeah she literally validates your experience yeah through music which is already a powerful experience in it totally. on its own mm-hmm Laura, let's get into the first chorus. <laughs> Yay, team. <laughs> Yay, team. <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> oh, no. 
It's okay. I'm older than you, so I have no legs to stand on. <laughs> I used to be cool. <laughs> Didn't we all? Yeah. <laughs> now we're sitting in closets talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> be not funny (laughs) (laughs) and you know what at least we're happy it's true living our best lives living our best lives (laughs) (laughs) okay course one now i'm standing alone in a crowded room and we're not speaking i wrote this sensation is so relatable we've talked about this Mm -hmm. already like Mm -hmm. we have all been taylor like admits the crowd we only have eyes or for one person or we only notice that one person and and then the, the rest of the chorus is how we feel about it like mm, she lays mm-hmm. the scene or in this room is what's happening and then this is how i'm feeling about it yeah and i'm dying to know is it killing you like it's killing me yeah such a strong statement after like a very like descriptive like we're just standing crowded room we're not yeah. and i'm dying to know if it's kill oh like i can't even say the lyrics without feeling her- like when she sings that right uh, it and i can only imagine in concert too like she must really like i can imagine this relationship meant so much to her at the time because mm-hmm. you don't say like those kind of words if it's just this, like, oh, I dated him for a while, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, this meant a lot to her. Yeah. Well, and we know now with would have, could have, should have, like, I talked about it a lot two episodes ago. Right. <laughs> but we know now the serious impact that that relationship had on her and mm-hmm. can have for quite some time. So mm-hmm. the fact that she has to maintain this composure when right. inside she's literally dying like 19 right is what she was was. yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. that's like such a i mean speaking from experience it's such a crazy time to be in love because you can think oh this is it like Mm -hmm. you know you're old enough for it to be forever but you're young enough to not really understand like the gravity that's such a good line bella (laughs) that's so good yeah it's i mean oh I I literally can't read and I'm dying to know if it's killing you like it's killing me without like getting chills because mm-hmm. how many times has somebody who's in love being like I just want to know what they think about how mm-hmm. I, like this all went down but you can't talk to them and it's like yeah ugh. like the grief of not getting closure the grief of not getting closure and to not understand how they can't be feeling how you're feeling like mm-hmm. how are you not like yeah. Being driven absolutely insane yeah. in the we're same way that I am. Sparks flying, lucky sparks ones, flying, and now one. for what? Like, yeah. Ah. <laughs> it's a lot. This song is mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say since the twist of fate when it all broke down. And then the twist of fate, that's a very like literary saying almost, mm. which it fits with the setting of the song yeah, quite a lot because it's a very literary type theme. Mm-hmm. In the music video, Taylor, she arrives at a row of two tables. The camera shows that Caleb is sitting at the seat closest to the camera. And then Taylor turns to the opposing table and finds a spot. And the story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now. 
Which, another literary term right there. Another literary term. I I literally wrote, if I still did literary trends in Mm. Taylor's Trends, my segment at the end, right? the whole song would fit quite nicely into the whole trend. Insert all text. (laughs) Insert (laughs) copy and paste. (laughs) And then I think my favorite lyric of the song. Mm. Next chapter. I love how she speaks them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. She she has these moments of where she speaks things in her songs mm-hmm. that are so iconic. And that I think this is one of them. It almost makes me feel like there's an alternate reality music video going on where Taylor and all her, her besties are sitting around in the bedroom and she's like hashing it out. And she's like, ah. look, guys, like I used to think this. I know you guys were all like not so confused about why I'm so upset right now. And we were doing yeah. so good and now we're not. But like here's here's what happened and like yeah you know she's sitting on the floor they're all in their jammies and they're just and yeah. so she's like okay here's what happens next oh. yeah that that's a great image totally can see it in the music video the next chapter is another title card taylor looks up from her seat she spots caleb sitting across the row and then she scrambles to hold up her book to attempt to hide behind it from him it's a cute moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Verse two. How do we end up this way? See me nervously pulling at my clothes and trying to look busy. The discomfort just like leaps mm-hmm. off of the page or out of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's very tangible. Yes. This whole pulling at my clothes and trying to look busy. Like I'm like, I have to yeah. pitch it now in solidarity with Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've been there though. You've been in a moment where you feel that so it's totally yeah. that moment of running into your ex and you're like oh my gosh like why do i look the way i look or mm-hmm. wish i looked this way or whatever like we yeah. all go there <laughs> yeah slowly back away into the hedge so that yeah. cannot be seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> just as the gif does yes, that's, that's the one i was referencing yeah. <laughs> taylor is literally pulling out her sweater and fidgeting in her seat in the music video and you're doing your best to avoid me. It's that such that awkward moment where you're like, mm-hmm. you both are trying to not meet each other's eyes, but you keep wanting to look at the other person. Yes, yes. You I hate that like sensation. A spy camera so you could see, but also yes. like, don't want to be seen. <laughs> don't want to be seen. Yeah. Exactly. Caleb takes off his glasses, rubs his eyes. I'm starting to think one day I'll tell the story of us. I like this because if we think of the first lyric, she says, I used to think versus I'm starting to think. Mm. So she kind of starts, she kind of starts and then goes backwards in the narrative almost. And I I like, I like how she jumps around the timeline a little bit, Mm. but still uses the same kind of wording. That's yeah, that is interesting. But I think this jumping of the timeline in her telling the story is it adds to the frustration of the song. Mm. It's not linear. So then you're like, what is going on? (laughs) Yes. How I was losing my mind when I saw you here, but you held your pride like you should have held me. What a killer line. I know. Second pre-chorus. Oh, I'm scared to see the ending. Caleb looks up and spots Taylor sitting there. He awkwardly ducks his head. Why are we pretending this is nothing? 
I like that she rhymes ending mm-hmm. and pretending, but it's not like pretending is yeah. the end of the lyric. And then when she's like singing it in the song, you, like she says it differently. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I really love how she sings this bit. Like mm-hmm. again with that fast pace, the pre-chorus it gets you. <sighs> yeah, and then she like even she ends when she says loud, like she's singing louder. Like mm-hmm. yeah, that whole bit. Mm. It, the build, it, it's yeah. There's a lot of payoff to this these moments in the song. Agreed. I'd tell you I'd miss you, but I don't know how. I've never heard silence quite this loud. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually my favorite lyric. I changed my mind. I, I really like next chapter. Yeah. <laughs> but this is pretty good. This, this is like the viral lyric that carries yeah. so much emphasis behind it. Yeah. And then, yeah. And when you carry that, I've never heard the silence quite loud. And then you go back into the chorus. Like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so like, I'm just gonna have to listen to this song again after talking about it for so long. because <laughs> I, I enjoy it so much. It, it is a performance as a song like mm-hmm. y- you didn't you don't have to have a music video to like watch this unfold really no no the detail is mm-hmm. but that, that that's not just the this song for taylor like she is always this descriptive yeah in her writing that you're yeah. right that if she never made another music video again we would still be able to understand yeah the... and be there emotionally because she totally. just yeah she has a great way of like carrying you through the song and telling a story but also like giving it a heart Mm -hmm. in the music video taylor looks up at caleb and he looks up at the same time and their eyes do meet (laughs) then we go into the second chorus same as the first and then after that we get a musical interlude again just like a very tense filled Mm -hmm. guitar solo Mm -hmm. very good jam session though very good jam session yeah highly recommend (laughs) (laughs) in the music video this then i wanted to ask you about this i don't know if you remember this part from the music video it's a couple that is kissing in a library row Mm -hmm. they break apart hastily as like a librarian walks by and like looks on disapprovingly right is this is this couple supposed to be representative of what taylor and caleb were or is it just supposed to be a random couple from the library study hall like i didn't understand Hmm. this part from the music video do you remember this part i'd have to watch it again and watch for that but Mm -hmm. yeah that yeah that doesn't seem to kind of fit with where the part she's singing i wonder if there's like you know, this is the secret John was like seen with someone else. And oh, I, I, I watched it a few times. I couldn't actually, I, I, jury still out whether it was supposed to be, whether it was actually the actor, the same actor that played or Caleb, mm. yeah. whether it was him that was the one that was kissing. It definitely wasn't Taylor, it was right. the brunette, but I couldn't figure out if it was supposed to be mm. also the same guy. Mm. So I have to go watch it one more time. But maybe you're Comment right. Maybe below it's supposed you know. to be like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe because you know like that is definitely a narrative that exists mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. yeah the, another girl interesting and then the bridge maybe because she, she goes and like who can care less like so now he's off kissing someone else like mm. he's moved on like that's why right this is maybe like when she did see him at the cmt awards he was there with like a plus one yeah and seeing maybe that together yeah Mm. is that's what it's supposed to represent that yeah, would make maybe. sense yeah yeah so the lyric is this is looking like a contest of who can act like they care less right 
this is also like Taylor is referencing like that this is a game almost that they're both mm. playing. But and so she's showing that it's kind of immature, this whole thing that's happening. But right. she is including herself in that. She's not saying she's without fault. She's like, you right. know, I'm also p- pretending like I can't see you and that mm-hmm. I don't care. So I thought that the exposing of the immaturity shows maturity. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah. She's like willing to be like, I know I was like also trying to throw some shade, but yeah. It's very <laughs> and like again, let's go back to the age gap. Like she was nineteen and yeah. he was thirty-two. So like <sighs> the fact that she can be like this much insight into mm-hmm. that interaction mm-hmm. at this age, I didn't have that insight at nineteen. I don't even have that totally. insight sometimes nowadays. <laughs> mm. But I liked it better when you were on my side. Again, this is kind of like game speak here. Like it's yeah. like teams and opposition and mm-hmm. lends to that theory. In the music video, Taylor offers a wave to Caleb. He waves back. The battle's in your hands now, but I would lay my armor down. I thought this was a little bit of a throwback to like the Fearless era, like this whole yes, I was gonna battle say. imagery. Yeah. yeah. It's a little mm. subtle undertone of like a fairy tale feel to it. It's mm-hmm. like a knight in battle and blah, blah, blah. armor. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I like when she intertwines the different themes Agreed. and eras. Taylor makes the decision to rise from the table. Caleb does so as well. If you said you'd rather love than fight. So she's showing she's willing to reconcile. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point in the song, she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So many things that you wish I knew. And now this is a reversal from pre-chorus number one. So it was so many things that I wish you knew versus you wish I knew. Right. It's almost like they're like talking now, but like having Mm -hmm. a fight kind of talking. It's probably representing like those conversations where you like are both saying the same things, but you're talking around in circles and nothing's ever yeah. actually getting done. Like, yeah, it, the, like it's a pointless conversation, but yet you still have to have this conversation. Totally. But the story of us might be ending soon. Mm-hmm. And the that builds here in the song is so amazing. Oh, agreed. Taylor and Caleb, they begin walking towards each other. We get our third chorus. Now I'm standing alone in a crowded room and we're not speaking. Now the music punches at the beginning of this line. Like they just mm-hmm. like echo throughout one's entire soul and one's entire body. Like you yes. these in your whole yeah. being. Every single cell is just like on fire. Yeah. yeah. And like every time she sings this chorus, she gets more like she puts more emphasis yes. on certain words and it's yeah and it just feels like it gets more and more hectic like sometimes when i picture her singing this song i can see her getting to this chorus and like almost crying mm-hmm. while she's like saying it like i fought so hard through this whole relationship and it's over yeah. like oh yeah during this third chorus all of the library occupants they stand they throw their papers into the air it's like a meant to represent like a chaotic scene that is erupting mm-hmm. taylor and caleb are kind of like walking through these chaos and they meet in the middle amidst it all so end of course three last lyric is and the story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now 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 she repeats now three times mm-hmm 
little speak now moment also uh-huh. <laughs> but like her build there and then she holds that last note uh, in uh, like a soaring melody here yes and it carries it over into the fourth and final chorus where she ends it in the lyric and we're not speaking this is like the mm. peak of the song this is the yeah. moment in the song and she's just like crying out mm-hmm. for something here whether it's recognition or validation or mm-hmm. just she's in pain like it literally sounds totally. like a whale <laughs> yeah honestly and it, it i love how she just and she doesn't say the crowded room part mm-hmm. it's like and we're not speaking like that's the tragedy mm-hmm. is it's like not even that, that she's alone yeah. it's like we're not speaking even like Oh. oh, I didn't even catch that when I was going through my notes. I'm so glad that you noticed that. That's Poor really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad, but it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next line, and I'm dying to know, is it killing you like it's killing me? Yeah. She vocalizes it up here. So before it's always yeah. gone down in the melody, and this time it goes up. So good. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to say since the twist of fate because we're going down she changes mm. it here it's just all snowballing to this moment at the end yeah it's almost sealing it like th- she's always had that twist of fate like it's almost kind of been like mm-hmm. cheeky before now but here it's like no we've sealed our fate now this is it we're, we're going down yeah <laughs> there's no yeah. there's no 11th hour there's no saving us mm-hmm. it's done this sinking ship it's, uh, yes <laughs> this is the titanic moment Yes. Caleb and Taylor can't find the words of what to say to each other at this meeting in the middle of the library. And the story of us looks a lot like a tragedy now. Taylor and Caleb both shrug. They turn around, walk away from each other, and the end. Oh. Literally. And I love that she just yeah. ends the song. Like it's in a very abrupt ending. Like there's no outro. Yeah. There's not a single like lick of music. Mm. Maybe there's a little reverb, but like right. the end. <laughs> Which is so great because that's probably exactly how the relationship Mm -hmm. felt. Like it was such, it was this passionate, move your soul. Like I'm 19, I'm falling in love. Mm -hmm. We're music buddies. Like, and then just this miscommunication, games, and then done. Done. Like, and she really translated that whole experience right into the song. Mm -hmm. And I think it yeah. I think it's very evident that she wrote the song in the moment. Like this wasn't a reflective yeah. I'm gonna write this one two years after something happened moment. Mm-hmm. This this holds the very raw emotion of it being too close to home. What a song. What a song. I love it. I like that it um I like that you're on for this song. <laughs> yeah. When you told when you told me you're like the story of us, I was like, wait. Does she know something? Like <laughs> the I song didn't know. is like a real big heart like pull for me. I was like, maybe I told her something long ago. Like how much this song like has to do with uh, me and my past relationship. I didn't but, know. Nope, yeah, it just it was just fate. It was just fate. <laughs> it was a twist of fate. <laughs> it was a twist of fate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's quite a few songs where I could get all fangirly on, mm-hmm. but this this album has a good bulk of them. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad uh, we were able to talk about it. Let's talk Taylor's trends. This is the part of a Swifty snapshot where I highlight different trends that Taylor uses in her lyrics. We have six potential trends to choose from. The weather trend, the colors trend, the calendar trend, the time of day trend, 
the style trend, and the transport trend. Let's see what trends Taylor used in this song. So Taylor's trends, we have a total of just two this song. So first Hmm. trend is the calendar trend. I only gave it half a point, this lyric. I used to think one day we'd tell the story of us. It's not really a calendar date. Yeah. I only gave it half a point for that calendar trend. And then next category, style trend. So first lyric, see me nervously pulling at my clothes. And then second Hmm. lyric, I again only gave a half point to, but I would lay my armor down. You know what's interesting? I wonder if the fact that there's less of these trends in this song is just another point to like, it was an in the moment song. She wasn't thinking like, what, how am I going to pull my themes in? She was like, this just poured out of her heart. Right. Right. There isn't, there wasn't all this premeditation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Very, very cool thought. So yeah, just a total of two Taylor's trends for the story of us. This week's version of Taylor. Join me every week to discuss breaking Taylor news, whether that's spottings, Easter eggs, social media presence, or general Taylor news. Let's see what she's been up to recently. So for Taylor news, I mainly just wanted to talk about everything that happened with the Eras tour presale experience. I'm not sure if you've been following Mm. it. I have. (laughs) And it did start happening before I um, recorded the last episode, but I wanted to save it. And I just wanted to have its own special spot, if you will, in this episode. So Mm. any other news that has happened between last episode and now, I'm going to just push it all to next week. I'll cover it all next week because Mm. I wanted to talk about the presale experience and strictly only that because it has been so heavy and so, so for at the forefront of my mind and my experience So Mm. I'll give a little recap and then we can talk about it. Okay. As most of us know, (laughs) it was a horrible experience. Uh, There was just so many (laughs) things that went wrong. So the first thing that went wrong was that the, the queue was paused half an hour into the presale at 2000 plus people. And it was paused for over three hours for many of us. Then there was lots of people when myself included, I told this on my uh, Instagram stories, but I haven't told it officially, Um, but myself included. So we got to the end of the lineup, like I literally counted down the people in front of me and the screen loaded. And then I got a box that flashed on my screen and it said, sorry, there was an error. Rejoin the queue. Mm. Oh yeah. And this, I was, I was one of what sounds like millions that had this experience. And so I clicked on rejoin the queue and it literally kicked me back to the beginning of the line. So I was back to 2000 people plus in front of me. Wow. And I, like I said, that was a lot of people's experiences. Thankfully I was on the phone with a friend who I'm going with and she was able to get Mm. through. But by the time people were getting through for some reason, I don't know how this had happened, but there was only, you could only purchase either VIP tickets. So increased pricing or Mm -hmm. like the dynamic pricing was available. So whatever prices that you originally would have paid for whatever seats you were clicking on, it was not those prices. It had jumped significantly. Then we got the amounts that the tickets are now being resold for like thousands upon thousands of dollars on secondary Mm -hmm. sites. Then there is the theory of the boosts and the Loverfest priorities being switched. 
which, you know, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist, but this one mm. felt super real. I don't know. We can talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was the statements from Ticketmaster blaming Taylor, blaming the fans. There was like there was sale of Ugh. tickets from behind the stage in some stadiums. Like why? Why? What? <laughs> like you're not gonna see anything? Like I didn't understand that. Then today we were recording this on uh, Thursday, November seventeenth. So today we got the announcement that there is a cancellation. It is temporary, but for an unknown amount of time. But it, they canceled the general sale, which was supposed to happen tomorrow, Friday the eighteenth. So mm. I mean, we still have yet to see how this will all unfold. Wow! But basically, that was the experience for the past wow, literally forty eight hours. Man, so, I can I can understand the frustration that everyone must be feeling, right? Because it's like everyone wants to get back to their concerts, and but poor Taylor as well, because I know she wants to deliver to all her fans. I know it must be hard for her to watch all this too. And I uh, saw someone mention somewhere like, why can't we go back to people standing in line for tickets? Because then you can't have all the like online scalpers. Yeah. And I was like, oh. That's a kind of a good point. I and I think I think the Swifty fans would do it, honestly. Oh, for sure. And they would have a grand time doing yeah, it. I was like, we'll just bring a speaker and play Swifty Campo. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, it is it is so hard because it's so out of your control and mm-hmm. everyone is you know, you know you're getting this huge experience. So you're really hopeful and yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so many more fans now. I know. And even people who don't even necessarily, they're not super fans, but they just want to go because they've heard how great the right? concerts are. Like, yeah. So this reminds me of like what you said at the beginning of this episode where you talked about like the experience of reputation versus what you anticipate mm-hmm. the experience of the Eras tour will be. And yeah, you know, it does feel like such a different fandom than four years ago. Like, yeah, I still feel like during Reputation, she was still unpopular in so many ways. Yeah, like she was yeah, just was coming back like, oh, from her another album about boys. Yeah, <laughs> that was kind of the general consensus. Totally, totally. Yeah. It was her first tour since she came back, and like I know there was plans yep. for Lover, and she had started to gain more popularity since then. But still, like. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it was never, it never came to fruition. So we never saw yeah. what it would look like in real life with this increased fandom True. numbers. So I don't even think Lover yeah. felt this big. Like, I know she only had four shows in Lover Fest, but I, I, I don't think it, it just didn't feel this big then as it does now. And right. I don't know if it's the pandemic. I don't know what it is. If people just change mm-hmm. their minds, like, is is it her real well, like, I think Taylor has, like, really delved into her showmanship as well. Like, mm-hmm. with all of her, the way she's been surprise releasing things, mm-hmm. like, people want to be there for that, for that fun, like, what's going to happen? Yeah. it You know, and Swifty fans knew that that happened at her concerts. We already, like, mm-hmm. we already saw how she would surprise you with a song and those kind of things. But now guests in on yeah. the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So they want a piece of that like experience. So totally, totally, it's crazy. Yeah, it's been quite the week, and I put this out on socials. I don't blame Taylor for any of this. I really, truly, totally think this is. It just feels very capitalist. It feels very mm. marketing. It feels very. It just feels gross. Yeah. It feels gross. It feels like 
it does. And I don't know, maybe I'm just too close to the situation. So I mean, and I'm maybe I'm speaking from privilege here. Um, mm-hmm. It's completely possible. And I acknowledge that, but it just, it feels like people are taking, being taken advantage of. And mm-hmm. there just feels like a lot of unfairness here. Like people that had yeah. the love or fest tickets were supposed to get priority. And I haven't heard of a single yeah. person that actually that, that went through for them and the booths and wow. like all of this stuff. And, I hate that it's yeah that we're kind of being played uh, in a way. It does like, feel and I like hate that. that for Taylor too. I know like, she must because be so she sad. is so personal. Yeah, and like yeah. the little bits that she has shared of her life behind the scene, whether it's in her documentary or um, mm-hmm. just in interviews, like she sees all mm-hmm. this. Like we, even though she hasn't yeah. said anything about it yet, I think she will. Yeah, I, I truly believe in her. And as we've seen time yeah. and time again, like she does come through and I, I mm-hmm. do think she will come through again. I think it's just a matter of how and tact and she's very classy right. and, and how she goes about things mm-hmm. and she's very well-spoken. So I think she's, this is a huge undertaking if she's going to what, whatever she does, it will be big. And so, yeah. you know, you gotta, you gotta, you can't approach things carefully. You can't, you can't just write a story of us song and in the moment, like this yeah. is going to take a lot of work to figure out what she's going to do about this and how it's going to yeah. unfold. But I mean, to use a very popular word, it's um unprecedented. <laughs> it's very unprecedented. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is. What will she do? Like, we've not had a mega fan in this era of, you know, accessibility to concerts and totally. Yeah. Totally. And like you look at, I was listening to a podcast the other day and it was comparing uh, Taylor and Harry, Harry Styles. And they're like, oh, they, they're mm. about the same. And then they compared their social media followings. And it's like Taylor is eons beyond. Like, and yeah. I love Harry Styles. I think his music is brilliant. I think he's a brilliant yeah. artist. And, but like he has, I think it was like 80 million Instagram followers or something like that. And she mm. has 231 mi- million Instagram wow. followers. Like it, it, there's no Incredible. comparison in terms of yeah. just like, like you said, a mega superstar. Like she is, mm-hmm. I, there's mm-hmm. not even a word, which for is her. crazy because she is a mega superstar. And yet all of her like dearest fans are like, Oh, but I know her mm-hmm. like, which is such a weird thing to say because we know we know, yeah. <laughs> but we feel like we, we do like because these songs are like pieces of her life that she's allowed us to experience with her which you know when i talk to a non-swift fan they're like oh okay Mm -hmm. that's cute and i'm like but you don't understand what it's Mm -hmm. like to go through an experience and then hear it somewhere else and be like what Mm -hmm. you know you know my pain and and that she's known with us our entire lives like yeah as so we've developed into adults in my life like i'm like oh yes that album is when i was going mm-hmm. through these things and like oh this album that's when i had this kid and like i remember like we used to dance to this. like it's my whole life mm-hmm. and it's so exciting to be like oh what's gonna be next like turning 30 taylor what are we gonna do yeah. now <laughs> exactly i'm i am anyways but yeah. yeah i know we're not the exact same age but still close enough that a lot of the experiences have really i'm like secretly hoping that she becomes a mom one day and makes like a cute mom album oh, i don't think my heart could take it <laughs> it would be probably very emotional. very emotional like just the way she talks about yeah. her her family now i i, I can't even True. take it let alone if she has yeah. if this is boyfriend level like what's gonna be like oh no i'm not prepared <laughs> yeah well bella this was awesome 
super fun. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. Honestly, I needed this. <laughs> um, do you want to tell the people where they can follow you, or do you prefer to not be followed, um, or what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm not. I'm not against being okay. followed. I I'm under my like name. It's a public profile. <laughs> uh, I don't do too much on that one. However, I do have like a secret other Instagram. <gasps> Ooh, I don't even know. I know about this. <laughs> well, it's not. I know it's not secret. I just didn't share it because back when I first created it, I didn't want to. But it's basically so you know the zine thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's where all that part of my self lives. I'm gonna have so to go it's follow like art. Now. Yeah. <laughs> It's uh, it's called Pocket Full of Ponder. Okay. As a kid, I used to have pockets full of things, oh. and I used to have a whole imaginary world that I lived in through the random stuff I found. And yeah, so I'm over there a lot, okay. making art and exploring the world, and you know, doing stuff with my kids too. But yeah, it's that's on Instagram. So yeah, you're welcome to find me there. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much for having me. And yeah. this was such a blast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My first ever podcast. Oh, really? Oh, well, I'm yeah. glad to have been your first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in my closet yeah in the closet <laughs> why I'm laughing yeah. uh, next week I will be covering Never Grow Up oh I know right another hard hitter I'm so glad I'm not on that one oh my <laughs> there would have been a lot more tears I, I, less I laughter. can't I can't listen to yeah. it I can't I know <laughs> yeah uh, don't forget to follow Bella at Pocketful of Ponder and follow this podcast and subscribe on all the platforms so you don't miss any content or episodes. And on that note, come back, be there. <laughs> <laughs>